Hello and welcome to Connected, the podcast about people, ideas, marketing, technology and everything that's good. I'm ASD, a digital man here at Mediacom. Hi, I'm Sue Uniman, Chief Transformation Officer at Mediacom. And joining us in the studio is Russell Brown. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you, yes. Uh, Russell, you are, uh, as if you didn't know, the <laughs> <laughs> uh, CFO of Mediacom UK and previously you were CFO of Landor in APAC as well as roles in PWC and WPP. Correct? That's correct, yes. Yes, yes you got that one right. Yep. <laughs> so, um, as we happen to have uh, dug out about you, degree in German and French. Correct, yes. Who would have thought it? Well, and does that mean you can add up at all? <laughs> <laughs> Very good with the calculator too. <laughs> How did you go from a degree in German and French to finance? What happened? It's a good question, one which I continually ask myself, to be honest. I think, in, in truth... Um, a degree in French and German doesn't really set yourself up for anything in particular other than perhaps a, an interpreter role in the UN or um, the European uh, Parliament. So, um, and, 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 and honestly, my kind of standard of, of spoken and written French and German isn't that great. So I kind of figured pretty soon um, that I'd need to try something different and had a real kind of appetite and, and interest um, for all things to do with um, kind of commerce and business mm. and, and numbers and regularly could be found with a copy of the Financial Times reading um, the financial press. So um, that sort of translated into um, a desire to go and work in, um, in finance. Initially, I thought I'd end up in banking, actually. So mm. I went through the sort of graduate milk ground and, and, and attempted mm. to get into the world of investment banking. Mm. Um, found out pretty quickly that that wasn't for me when I sat next to um, a guy in a, in a grand assessment centre for a, a German bank called Dresdener uh, and asked him what, what his degree was in and he explained to me that he had an, a, a PhD in advanced mathematics yeah. at which point I thought perhaps I might need to sort of do something a little yeah. bit different so yeah. um, went to um, into PwC so an accountancy firm so kind of more of a generalist finance mm. route and an opportunity again to you know kind of understand how businesses work and work with lots of different types of companies in actually a a kind of a quite a wide range of different roles Um, I was lucky enough to work in audit initially got out of that pretty quickly but then sort of went to work um, in PwC's M&A team and also their consultancy business as well so when you say sorry yeah Yeah, it's really interesting when you say lucky to work in an audit team like I've worked I've done audits and it's, it's not lucky so why is it lucky to work in an audit from the other side um, I think as, a, as an auditor, um, I say this kind of with, you know, a smile on my face because actually, you know, audit isn't always that fun. But actually what it does give you is, is access to um, information about companies and how they work mm. that you wouldn't necessarily have if you were mm. actually even working in that company. Mm. Um, so and, and also it means as a, someone interested in a career in finance, you have to adapt quite quickly and learn quickly about how the company works and mm-hmm. how it makes money and how it operates, which in you know what who its competitors are, um, how it makes its margin, uh, and so on. So actually, it was a pretty good induction into the world of finance. I think it's it's one of those things where so many people working for businesses have no idea how their salaries get paid because they don't understand the business model, and I I I, I think broader knowledge of that would be good for everybody. But you must have therefore that must have been the whole curiosity for you is is 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think I, I genuinely you know that that kind of philosophy um, sort of pervades how I how I operate in terms of um, sort of my own finance teams, but also how mm. I think people um, within the company should view finance also, because actually mm. I think um, to be an effective finance person, you have to really get in and understand mm. how the company works, um, what its products are, what its positioning is. Um, but equally, I think if you are to be effective in any role within a company, having an, a sort of an understanding at a, at a basic level of finance and, and commercial mm. aspects is, is key to make you more effective. And I think we haven't worked with you for how, how long now have we worked together? Mm, about 18 months. 18 months. I mean, you really are bridging that gap in a, in a, in a way that I think is really powerful for for us trying to yeah <laughs> yeah and it's, it's worth saying like finance isn't about like excel sheets and balancing equations it, it is the value of what we do right yeah. and it's because it's very easy to go like finance is all about piqs or what, like the what the boring stuff but it's not that's not what it is it's about it's the engine room of the, the company yeah. yeah i mean the, the, the boring stuff should be the day-to-day should be the given mm-hmm. and actually the the more inter- interesting stuff the analysis the value add is mm-hmm. is, is what we should be focusing absolutely. on absolutely absolutely uh, so what's what is your role as a cfo what do you what do you actually do all day <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good question <laughs> sounds slightly cliche but but genuinely no one day is the same for me mm. um the only thing that is a constant is my my rather lengthy commute um oh, yeah. from the, from the countryside in cambridgeshire which takes me an hour and a half each day so i kind of use that time to in the morning plan my day mm. um to sort of catch up on industry press as well um and sort of think about the, the day ahead and then obviously bookended at the end of the day with a sort of look back on what i've missed mm-hmm. Um, because I spend most of my time during the day in sort of internal or external meetings, um, internally probably reviewing financial analysis, looking at sort of hiring decisions potentially, mm. looking at areas that we need to invest in as a business, um, often um, sort of working with um, client teams to look at how we um, run the finance process for our, for our clients. Mm. Um, I get involved in um, commercial decision making within um, sort of new business opportunities, um, so negotiating commercial and contractual terms with, with our clients, um, and also sort of directly with our clients as well, um, just sort of hearing their feedback around our finance process, mm-hmm. anything we can do to enhance that. Um, and also, as I said, kind of negotiating on sort of elements of, of, of our contracts with them. Yeah. Wow. So ninety. I'm going to have more respect for you at an eight thirty meeting, Russell. <laughs> now that I know that you've had a ninety minute commute to get to get to it. Um, how important would you say creativity is in a CFO's role? Creative accounting, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Um, it, it, no, it is absolutely. I think, and uh, and I think it goes back to um, what I talked about before around really. Um, it being a vital part of any good finance person's role not just the CFO's role but any finance person's role to actually really understand an agency's product Mm. um, understand how we make money understand what our clients want what our clients value Um, so creativity in that way is key but also creativity in terms of um, innovating around our commercial product Mm. Um, so I do a lot of work with Phil who's obviously leading that from a Mediacom UK perspective 
around sort of testing um, areas that we can develop into from a commercial perspective. Clearly, our clients are being led more and more by um, client procurement, uh, who um, are sort of very much focused on reducing our costs, uh, and therefore we need to think in a more, more innovative and creative way around how to um, sort of present commercials and how to how to make money. Um, and secondly, really from a from a financial perspective, creativity comes into play because we need to think about um, sort of creative ways to um, address inefficiencies, to enhance the level of automation that we work with. Mm. Um, one of my real areas of focus is to reduce waste. Mm. So to really make sure that we're spending as much time as possible working on our clients' business and adding value for our mm. clients and not wasting time with sort of basic financial admin and, and process. Yeah. Um, so thinking creatively and a little bit out of out of sort of left field around how we can do things better um, to enhance that sort of finance process and make things more streamlined is another area that I think is pretty key. Uh, so we mentioned earlier in the intro that you worked in Apex over Asia Pacific uh, as a CFO. So what, what's the difference between a CFO role there versus a, a CFO role here? The, the weather? <laughs> yeah, the commute. Yeah, it's a bit warmer over there. <laughs> yeah, my commute in Sydney was a bike ride around the harbour side, which well, took me is, 10 minutes. So it was well, quite different. That is quite different, yeah. <laughs> Having swum in, swum in the ocean beforehand. No. So, oh, <laughs> Stop. Yeah. No, the, um, I think the... the, the so, so a couple of things around that. First of all, my role um, uh, for Landor was within um, a creative agency, so very different to a media agency. Um, and and the, the size of the agency structure was a, was a lot smaller, so I was working with multiple small-size agency offices mm-hmm. um, kind of dotted around Asia. Um, the, the sort of the, the core product was perhaps a little bit simpler and more straightforward. The commercials mm-hmm. around it were much more straightforward, and therefore the financial processes were more straightforward. Mm-hmm. The challenge and the complexity was more around um, managing um, different cultural attitudes, mm-hmm. um, managing and leading and inspiring smaller finance teams, uh, much smaller than the one I work with here. Um, but sort of fragmented across different offices. Mm-hmm. Um, and and on a very simple level, and anyone who's worked in a sort of regional or global role will appreciate this, I'm sure, but actually managing the challenge of time zones. Mm-hmm. So I was based in Australia. My, my boss was based in Singapore. My global CFO was based in the UK. I didn't yeah. get m- much sleep, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I was sort of constantly having to, to manage those, those challenges. So... I guess your career in finance and media is just 18 months. Pretty much, yeah. Um, obviously, during my very long career, finance and media has changed in scope because of the complexity of, of our business. Have you seen changes in those 18 months, though, even? Or it is in the process of changing? So my, my original exposure to media agencies was um, a role within WPP right at the sort of start of my okay. career following... Um, uh, leaving PwC, so I was kind of responsible for a portfolio of companies um, called the Specialist Communications Group, um, which um, had sort of lots of different types of agencies, including some small independents. Oh, what was this? So? Uh, this was about eight, eight or nine years ago. Okay. Um, and I think so. My my kind of direct 
um, experience of media agencies is only 18 months long but I think what I've experienced in terms of um, how finance has changed in communications agencies more generally um, is obviously longer than that and I think there are a couple of things I would pull out first of all um, just the sheer complexity of um, the world that we operate in obviously Mm. Um, you know more and more complexity around um, sort of new digital products and having to write contracts that deal with all of those new products Mm, deal with things that almost barely are at scale and yet you've got to absolutely I mean if you look at a media agency um, client contract from 10 years ago it would have been 10 or 15 pages long it's now probably 100 pages and that's good 10 pages is quite long (laughs) (laughs) wow so I think there's there's complexity around um, you know the, the different types of product that we work with. I think the other thing um, for me is whereas ten years ago absolutely finance would have been more focused around um, sort of an annual reporting cycle mm. and you know reporting monthly accounts. Actually, now and, and my kind of aspiration for finance in in Mediacom is is to become far more of a sort of finance business partner so actually to add value to the agency and to influence um, by providing you know relevant um, analysis so that you know we can make the right decisions at the right time that's interesting so I mean you've you've traveled you've been all over the world is there anything you wish you'd done earlier in your career like looking back now Um, Mm. so this is another slightly random story but um, during my time at at PwC I took um, a nine-month sabbatical to go and work for a a charitable NGO in Africa Mm. and actually um, that was kind of the the catalyst for me to look for something different so I was at PwC not really enjoying what I was doing particularly sort of trying to figure out what I wanted to do long term Um, and I had this really incredible and very challenging personal personally experience um, working in a very remote part of southern Tanzania um, running a, a small kind of microfinance project um, but actually what that told me was that what I wanted to do was something that talked a little bit more to what I where I'd come from in terms of my languages study and my kind of love of communications mm-hmm. and, and and all things to do with that so um, that was sort of the, the catalyst for me to look outside of P- PwC and look for a role in the communications industry at the, at the time. And perhaps in, in retrospect, I would have done that a bit earlier and left a bit earlier. That's interesting. Um, what's next? I've only just got here. So. Yeah. <laughs> Working even more closely with Sue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I genuinely There's think... There's a lot that of next coming, isn't yeah. there? I genuinely way, think yeah. that there is, you know, our, our industry and, and our agency, you know, Mediacom in the UK is is undergoing a huge amount of change. Um, and I think my role within that has only just begun. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, I spent the first 18 months probably figuring out what needed to be done and then sort of moving on from a kind of finance process perspective. Um, but then, you know, kind of f- beyond that, um, now is the time to kind of help the agency evolve and, and grow and, and develop. Yeah, I th- we're, we're, there's a lot, a lot of change coming, isn't there? And um, understanding how we are, we partner with our clients is going to be massively important in that change space. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
That's really interesting. So now we're on to the questions that we ask everybody that we see. Um, the first one is, what advice would you give to someone just starting their career in our business? Spend some time with the CFO. That's what I've written down, is how, how yeah, do yeah. people get under the skin of finance? Um, I'm not sure that was it, be everyone's priority, but I think, I think key for me is to find um, a company to work for that reflects um, your own personal... Um, ambition and your personal priorities um, something that you can sort of believe in um, I'd also encourage anyone to ask questions um, to be enthusiastic about learning and broadening their experience as much as possible um, you know it's something that I've really tried to focus on is is sort of try to not just work in a silo but actually understand everything that's going on I think that's um, crucial. I think whatever silo you're put into, climb out of it and have a look around. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so this is my favourite question. If you were a genie, which possibly you are, Russell, <laughs> yeah. what five commonly available objects would I have to put in a magic circle to summon you? Uh, well, I've got one of them right next to me. It would probably have to be a coffee. Yeah, it's a popular yeah. <laughs> Coffee and gin, probably. Coffee and gin. Are. <laughs> 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 it's popular, so coffee. Any particular? Any, yeah, any yeah. particular kind? Uh, I'm, a, well, I'm a flat white um, drinker, to be honest okay. with you. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I spent three years in Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, um, believe it or not, I have a love of surfing, so it would be my oh, surfboard. Okay. Nice. Um, I also got into ocean swimming and, and, and love swimming, so I think definitely swimming goggles would be Brilliant. be on that list. Um, Any particular make or model? Maybe that's <laughs> well, it's got to be Zog, hasn't it? Zogs, Zog goggles. I do have Zog goggles. Yeah, actually. Zog, yeah, Zog, yeah. Zog is, is the, oh, the best. I use, yeah, I concentrate I on goggles. Yeah. They're, the best ones. <laughs> yeah. They're not great, actually. I, I feel there's real room for technological improvement do you in have the goggle. The ones with models. the UV protection on them, do you have those? Or I, they, I do, actually, yes. Yeah, no, I do. For, they're great for ocean swimming, yeah. Not, yeah. not, not so necessary for indoor swimming. Too dark no, no. In, indoors. Indoors, yeah. yeah. Other than that, what else? That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think the public, the great MediaCom public, know that about you. No, well, actually, it was, and it's uh, it's quite a special one as well. It's a self-designed surfboard. Wow. My own my own design. What's it look like then? Uh, Well, it's kind of it's not that intricate, but it's got a little sort of mark on the bottom. It's like a little RB squiggle. Nice. Um, Yeah. Serious. It almost looks like a contract, a big white thing with your signature at the bottom. (laughs) Exactly, yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's my type of contract. Um, What else? What else? I would say, can I have living things? My two year old daughter would probably come into it. No, No, it has has to to be be inanimate. Oh, okay. Get get hold of it. So I I probably couldn't get your surfboard, but a surfboard will allow. A surfboard, yeah, okay. So I think. I think probably chocolate hobnobs would have to come Amazing. into there. Dark yeah. chocolate or uh, milk? No, milk actually. Milk. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think so. Um, I'm a big believer in presenting financial information in, in, a, in a, <laughs> a, a, a nice, meaningful way. I was going to say calculator then, but I won't. <laughs> um, so, one of my favourite books, um, which I know you might be about to ask me yeah. about, is um, Information is Beautiful. By David yeah. McCandless, so I think yeah. uh, sort of an infographics type yeah. book to give me some inspiration yeah. would be on the list. That's, that's I, I believe there's a copy by CID if anyone's yeah. interested. Yeah. I think yeah. there's one by <laughs> CID. Uh, 
after living things, so your daughter's safe. Your two-year-old's your, your yeah. safe. Everything, your pets are safe. What are the three things you would say from your house in a fire? Uh, I think uh, bookshelf. Interesting. What, you just grab the whole book? The whole thing, wow, yeah. With yeah. all the books yeah. in it? Yeah, okay. with all the books. Like that. Probably prioritise the books over the bookshelf, actually. Yeah. 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 yeah, but you're cheating, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's a like creative accounting. <laughs> it's on wheels. Well, uh, oh, well, perfect. Yeah. We'll wheel um, Probably my bicycle, I think. Mm. Yep. Yeah, my bike. What's it going? Pretty lost it without that. Road bike. bike. It's a road. It's a reed. It's a pretty battered reed road yeah. bike. Actually, yeah. Got, seen, got, seen better days. Oh, it's got life and stories. Yeah, and it yeah. has got a lot of stories. Yeah, uh, a lot of hairy moments cycling hmm. around High Park Corner on that bike. Um, what would my third thing be? Um, can I have surfboard again? I was going to say oh, it no, must no, be you your could surfboard. Have your okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that yeah. yeah. So my that own personal one in that sense. case. Yeah. Okay. So you've mentioned um, books and a favourite book. Uh, what's your either your your personal all time favourite book or the book that you've given away most? Either either way or both. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's easier. That's a tricky one. Mm-hmm. I think um, probably a book I would go back to and have gone back to a few times would be um on the road by jack kerouac Mm. um i think you know i love the adventure and the um the sort of the the hope and the discovery of it um something that's quite important to me as well Mm. if you had to play one person if you had to choose one person to play you in a film about your life who would it be Ooh. So this is quite an embarrassing story, <laughs> but um, I did some extras work when I was a university no student. Way. I did. Amazing. Yeah, it was in a really terrible, terrible Hollywood teen film called. Uh, I can't tell you that. <laughs> oh, no. Can we get some clues? Can we? There must be something. Okay, uh, it's <laughs> it's called What a Girl Wants. Okay. After the Christina Aguilera song, <laughs> it, is, it is terrible. Um, anyway, while I was while I was going through the, the pain of, 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 of sort of starring or not starring in that, but appearing in that, I was um, told that apparently I look a little bit like Jeremy Irons. Okay. Now you'd have to wind the clock okay. back a little bit, but I guess you know for for likeness, perhaps I Jeremy Irons. Mannerisms. In terms of it. in terms of actors that I admire, I think probably someone like Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think he yeah. could carry that's pretty good, adaptable. Yeah. yeah, I think he versatile. Could, he could do Russell Brown. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we're going to give you a a billboard. Um, you can put it any way you want. Um, where would you put it, and what would it say? Um, I think it would have to be outside the front of One Two Four Theobalds Road, uh-huh. and it would say, "Give finance a chance." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the final question is from this box which is from the school of life um around the corner um and i've i've there's three questions if you could take one read one out and answer answer it please okay so my question says what small manageable steps might you take every week towards fulfilling your path to an ideal job I think that's quite an easy one for me to answer, actually. Um, and I think it it comes down to actually um, being kind to yourself. 
and giving yourself some time out occasionally, which I'm personally not particularly good mm. at. Um, so I think in order to sort of carve out the right career path, you need time to reflect and time, you know, mm. on your own to consider what's next. So I think it would That's be a great answer. That's lovely. It's really lovely. Very good answer. Russell Brown, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you.